0: Before we get into it, stop the podcast and go hit subscribe. Uh, make sure you go tell your friends, go tell your coworkers who are Titans fans. Maybe they have not heard the podcast yet. But put them on. We appreciate the support. Hit that subscribe button and leave a review. Uh, we are brought to you by Broadway Sports Media.com and 440 Sports. Broadway Sports Media is the spot for your latest Titans news and coverage. Always find out some really good stuff. Um, my favorite article right now is Robert Greenlaw's uh, Titans takes, where he's just finding awful Titan Stakes on Twitter and, and talking about them and, and just frying people up. It's really funny. So go check that out. Also, Chris, the National Predator is about to start up. You can find that coverage on Broadway Sports Media. Still got your National SC news. So uh, make sure you go check that out. And go check us out on uh, Twitter, at Second and Victory. You can find us there. We hit 5,000 followers a few weeks ago, so we appreciate that support. And uh, visit our merch store. I know we've been plugging the last few weeks, but have you bought a shirt yet? It's about time for Christmas. Have you bought your significant other a Titan shirt? Have you bought your grandma a Titan shirt? Have you bought yourself a Titan shirt? You need to. Go get it uh, one at secondandvictory.com. We we'll got some really good stuff out there, and we'll be rolling out some more stuff here pretty soon hats, hoodies, all that kind of stuff. So go and check it out.
1: Second and Victory.
0: Well, 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 it was not pretty, but it was beautiful, in the words of Derrick Henry. Welcome back to another episode of the Second in Victory podcast. The tights go down to Duval County and get it done again against the division rival Jacksonville Jaguars. My name is Austin Nelson. I am joined by my good friend and co-host, Chris Carter. What's up, buddy? How's it going? Good, man. I feel like we hadn't done it. So it's been three weeks since we've done this together? Yep. So you and Brett did it last week. Brett's out tonight. I did it solo, which I hope nobody listened to.
1: <laughs> I actually <laughs> then, listened to it twice. Just, did you really? So you know, I did. Yeah, uh, yeah.
0: My boss, which is a woman at work, uh found out I had a podcast and listened to it. She said it was wonderful. So I appreciate the the It's very nice. It was very nice. Um, uh, but I thought it was awful. It's a tough job, man. I told I've been telling all my friends, I told you guys this. I respect the hell out of everyone who has to do like a daytime show or do a podcast yeah. by themselves and just keep it up because. I mean, there was times where, I, you know, I would let you talk or I will let Brett talk. You guys, I'd ask you a question, but I, you had to run it by yourself, and it was tough. <laughs> uh, but, no, man, yeah, Brett's up tonight, just you and I holding it down. So, happy to uh, to do it. And uh, I'm glad we can – it's always fun to do these podcasts after a win. For sure. That's the I
1: best mean, 100%, 100% better. Because – I mean, let's I, be honest. We I'm just want to bitch and complain after, after a exactly. loss. Exactly, yeah.
0: And we can do that even after a win. Um yeah, I'm glad I wasn't here for the Jets podcast. I listened to you guys did a great yeah. job. I listened on the way home from the beach, but, dude, I would have.
1: Yeah, I, I think I, I even said this on the podcast. I felt like I was being very harsh on the coaching staff, but, like, I like this coaching staff for the most part. You know, yeah. uh, I have – I think we all have, you know, our issues with – I like Downing. I think he's going to do a good job. He, he was vastly improved this week. Um, you know, some of that stuff just takes some time to to kind of figure out. He's – he hasn't done it in a while. And, and him and Tannehill are getting on the same page. But I was harsh on the coaching staff last week. But, that I mean, that they made they made you feel better this week, that's for
0: sure. 100%. And we talked about all. I mean, I, I said it was not a trap game, and, and it most definitely was. But there was times in that game where you're like, all right, here we go, Titans, you're going to put it away. And they just never put it away. And they let the Jets hang around. and um, Yeah. There's no reason why the Titans should not be 4-1 at the moment, but that is neither neither here nor there. It's in the past, and it is what it is, and you have to look forward to the Bills now. But um, I was – the last thing I'll talk about for the Jets game, I was in Gulf Shores, Alabama for the vacation, and I sat at a Hooters that was literally 45 steps from the condo and watched it there. Uh, And surprisingly, dude, there's a lot of Titans fans down there. I I was probably – What? There's probably 10 Titans fans in the Hooters with me. Oh, wow. That was kind of cool. Um – but I've been at Hooters for two things to watch a Titans game for the two Titans related things. One <laughs> was when they drafted Isaiah Wilson, <laughs> and then yesterday or the last Sunday. So I will never go back to a Hooters. There's nothing good happens at a Hooters, no. Hooters. I feel like
1: no nope. Hooters used to be 100, but but not anymore. Yeah, I mean back in back in college, you used to do those like wing wing Wednesdays or whatever. Yeah, that was good stuff. Yeah, it's all going downhill since. Golly. I just don't well, just
0: avoid it. The good news is that the Titans get a dub this past Sunday against the Jaguars. Um, started the game off really strong with the forced fumble that Elijah Bolton had. I know you were critical of him. Um, and KB, who finally – The boy. Re- re- Dude, the boy. Pause this real quick. Dude, do you know who K- KB is the highest graded safety in the NFL right now, according to PFF?
1: I don't doubt it, man. He's been, he's been back to his standard of football this season. Dude is playing well, and, and it it doesn't seem like he's playing like we've talked about before. He feel, it feels like Kevin Byard is playing Kevin Byard football. Okay. Like, it doesn't feel like he's being forced into another role or anything. Like, it really seems like him and the coaching staff are on the same page with who he is uh, and who he needs to be. Um, I mean, any listeners that that's heard our podcast before knows that you and I are both huge Kevin Byard fans. Uh, he's probably my favorite Titan um, right now, but he's... Uh, to to see him back on pace, playing well. Uh, he's the anchor of, of the back end of our defense. So, if, if he's playing well, uh, things are looking good.
0: Yeah, finally has, what, two picks on the season. Um, had to get another one at the end of that game, which is awesome to see. Just keep telling those up, KB. He's, he
1: started it and finished it that game.
0: That was yeah. really cool to see. Very okay. cool. Very cool to see. Um, so, how it went down, the Titans win 37-19. and. Uh, I mean, it was 24 to 13 at halftime, and you kind of thought, all right, the Titans could put this away fast. But it got interesting, Chris. Um, the Titans missed some opportunities in that third quarter. The Jacksonville Jaguars had, you know, a chance to cut it to a one-score game, and they had the phenomenal fourth, you know, the goal line stop, um, which was awesome to see. And Urban Meyer doing Urban Meyer things, and had Carlos
1: Hyde in the <clears throat> game
0: on fourth and one.
1: Let's round. talk about the play before that, though, Kevin Byard. Uh, takes down Trevor Lawrence at the one. Uh, just a phenomenal takedown to, to, to save a touchdown there. Uh, yet again, Kevin Byron making a play in that game. Uh, he was just all over it, man.
0: Uh, Ryan Tannehill, 14 of 22 for 197 yards and a touchdown to Michael Pruitt. Uh, Derrick Henry did Derrick Henry things. 29 carries, 130 yards, and three touchdowns. Leading receiver was Marcus Johnson, your boy, hook him Mojo. Uh, yeah he was back happy to see that too because Marcus Johnson really is um kind of like that secret weapon you know yeah I think I think we all wanted Josh Reynolds when they signed Josh Reynolds was like hey this is a nice piece he's the, he's the, he's the wide receiver three no it's Marcus Johnson if we're being real yeah um, and
1: then and, and Mojo's a guy that that has all the talent in the world it's, it's, yeah. injuries have hurt him uh it hurt him in college It's hurt him in the NFL um, but I mean there's a reason he's still still around in the NFL he has he's super talented um, so if he, can, if he can stay stay on the field, uh, he's going to be a nice piece for this team for sure. And him and Tannehill have a ton of chemistry from the preseason.
0: Um, A.J. Brown, three catches as well, and that's kind of somewhere I want to start. Uh, he mentioned after the game of the, the post-game press conference, I guarantee Downing or Vrabel were probably not happy with A.J. for even talking about it, but A.J. said he was on a snap count. Uh, what are your thoughts on that?
1: uh i'm glad um really you know this coming coming off the the hamstring i mean those soft tissue injuries are just so worrisome uh i mean prime example look at what we saw from Corey davis a couple years ago like he got hurt early on and he was never the same the rest of the season um being cautious letting him i mean this aj is going to be a guy that's going to force his way onto that field um he's if he's going to come try to come back too early so I, I'm I'm happy with the snap count. I mean, monitor him, make sure he's taken care of, and and maybe this week against a team that we really need him against, he'll be 100% good to go.
0: I'm just waiting on the day that, that Downing, um, the Titans have been way too friendly to all the receivers. Like, I would love to see a game where – AJ Brown or Julio Jones get treated like Devontae Adams and they're getting he's getting double digit targets. I mean you've seen yeah. games in the past where Devontae literally has 18 targets in a game with like 13 catches.
1: Yeah. It's I don't and know. Some, this, and and no, they have nobody else, and somehow Matt LaFleur still sure. finds a way to get Devontae Adams the ball.
0: I don't know if you watch any of that Bengals Packers game, but uh yeah. when it's okay, every every time there's a big down or they need a touchdown in a desperate situation, the ball is going to Devontae Adams every time and Everybody in the stadium knows it's happening. He still catches the ball. And he still catches it. And I would just love to see AJ do that, because I know he's that type of receiver. Um, it's just yeah. frustrating from a fan for AJ for fantasy purposes. Like, you want to see AJ Brown do well, and it just hasn't happened yet. And I, I know he's been battling injuries and whatnot, but um, I'll just be happy when the time comes where AJ finally has his breakout game. We know he does AJ things, and he's going for six catches for 145 yards, and a tell you, Yeah, when's it going to happen? Um but a wins a win. Titans get it done. And uh the three and two, and now you have a big game this week against the Bills. Big game. And so uh some news that has happened since then. Um Tyson Brelo has retired.
1: Retire. Which and, and Vrabel said during his press conference today that he told them last week. Um, so he still played the game after he told them he was going to retire, which I found interesting. Very odd.
0: Um, yeah, and this doesn't help with the, you know, already the probably the weakest group on the team right now is the offensive line and losing a guy who has been solid in the past um, when his name has been called to just flat out retire. Um, I don't know if it's something deeper in that offensive line room that they just are not gelling at the moment or what. This just could just be a anomaly, and Ty was not feeling it anymore. Um, I have no idea. Yeah, we don't know the real reason.
1: It, it's an interesting situation, for sure. Um, obviously, depth takes a big hit here. Um, they've said this week that Dylan Ray Duns is going to get his his shot, it seems like, uh, with Saffel being hurt. Um, but I think the big concern with Ray Duns there is that he's been practicing on the right side um, pretty much all along. So this will this will be a move to the left side, which is – I mean, it, pretty much you can. <clears throat> I've seen it a million times on Twitter from from former offensive linemen, from Ramon Foster to even you know Jeff Schwartz and stuff. Like, changing positions on the offensive line is not an easy task by any means. Right. So, you know, this is a, a rookie that hasn't played a lot of football in the last year plus, and now he's arguably you know, you know uh, practicing for his third position uh, on the team. On the the thing is, Chris, I think if
0: if you think about it in the grand scheme of things, this offensive line, we talked about this, is going to look a lot different next year and the year after. Um, it could be a completely new line altogether, maybe outside of Nate Davis. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and I don't think right now we know the home that Ray Duns will have on that offensive line. Yeah. I know they drafted him. He may, be, with... he may
1: be the future left guard.
0: Exactly. So, why not? Because yeah. Saffold's not going to be there in two years, most likely. Why not just plug him there to see if that's his home? Um, is, it, is it right tackle? Who knows where it's at right now? So, I, I don't have a problem that, you know, putting him, put him where on the offensive line. Just get him comfortable. Get him to a spot that he knows, okay, I'm pretty good at this left guard thing. I'm pretty good at this right tackle thing. Um, yeah. I mean, he was he was Trey Lance's blind side for, you know, what, two years, three years at North Dakota State and did not give up a sack that last season they played together. But uh, maybe that's not his home in the NFL.
1: Yeah. So. I mean, it, it's very possible that your your interior offensive line next year is – Ray Tuns at left guard, Brewer at center and and Nate Davis at right guard.
0: The Titans have been lucky the last few years of having a decent offensive line and not having to, you know, it's been it's been Lawan, it's been Saffold, it's been yeah. or it, was, it was it was Spain and then it was Ben Jones and you had yeah. the the rotating door there for a little bit at right tackle. I'm sorry, at right guard and you had Conklin or Dennis Kelly. So it's kind yeah. of been intact, the same few guys, but now it's kind of becoming all right, now who's taking the spot of this person. So I think uh, they'll have to they'll have to draft better. John will have to draft better. They'll have to find some some solid free agents that can, can make their home here for the next few years. But I mean, they've they've been every guy you've had you they've done pretty much all you've asked them to do since you you brought them here, whether that be Lawan or Stafford or Ben Jones. So they've been fortunate. Um, I want to go back real quick and talk to you about Derrick Henry. And the the monster um, season he's having at the moment, um, to start with, Henry just completed the most productive 40-game stretch by running back in NFL history. I don't know if you saw that stat. Yeah. Um, his 4,792 yards over that 40-game stretch is just ahead of Jim Brown. Yeah. If anybody knows who Jim Brown is, but arguably the best running back of all time.
1: A player that physically people have compared Derrick Henry to. So it's 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 one one point on that. It's uh, people are going to be like, what forty games? Like the fact that he's he's not only doing this over forty games, but he is fit. He is healthy. He is yeah. like, I mean, there is no wearing down for this guy, and he's done that those kind of numbers for forty straight games in the NFL. It's wild.
0: 120 yards a game. If you break it down,
1: which is nuts, stupid.
0: <laughs> like the tight, we're, we're really lucky to have to be watching this guy on our team each and every week. I'll never forget. I've always said this story. I'll never forget where I was when he got drafted. I'm thinking, no shit. Yeah, they just drafted Derrick Henry. Um, so that was that's probably. The, I mean, John Robinson. That'll be his best pick of all time, easily. Um. But I want to talk to you about his touches. He's on pace to, to break the NFL, yeah, NFL record of all time for carries. And then, I mean, rushing yards, too, if you think about it. Uh, he's on pace to break, the, to, to break Eric Dickerson's record right now for most rushing yards in the yeah. season. But it's the carries that – I've played both sides of this. They worry you, but at the same time, Derek asks for those carries.
1: Yeah.
0: He, he and wants he gets better with more of them. Hundred percent. I think when 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 people who don't really watch the Titans they see Derrick Henry's carries. Oh, it's not gonna. They can't last, man. He's gonna he's gonna get hurt. He's gonna tear something. It's it's stupid. The Titans are, are not doing him a favor. Knock on wood. We've never seen this guy have true injury, and you can be naive and say that he won't have one. But until it happens, why not keep feeding him?
1: Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, it comes down to. Until until you see otherwise, keep doing what you're doing. The
0: Titans do they're such a great job of resting him throughout the week. He doesn't need to practice. You'll see him out there on a Thursday or a Friday before the game, and he still gets his drills in. But they do such a
1: a good job throughout the week managing him. And 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 this game was a perfect example of it. Yeah, like I I think at halftime he had what 10 or 11 carries for 32 yards or something like that, and this dude finished with 130 yards and three touchdowns. Like. As the game goes on, he gets better. As he gets more carries, he gets better. He doesn't wear down. He wears people down. Yeah, right. Um, it's, <laughs> it's it's just like, I mean, like we said, you gotta just keep doing what you're doing with him.
0: He deserves why, it. I mean, why not? Nothing that, yeah. nobody can stop what, it. So why not keep doing it? Yeah. That's how you're winning games right now.
1: I mean, uh, listen, He's he's been, I would argue the most productive player in the NFL over the last two seasons. Uh, He's been the workhorse of this offense. He has been unstoppable at points during the last two years. This is a guy that deserves whatever he wants. Mm -hmm. Like if he wants the ball 50 times, just give it to him 50 times. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, obviously that's not sustainable for anybody. (laughs) You can't sustain an offense with a running back getting 50 carries, but I mean, if Derek if Derek can handle thirty carries, you give him thirty carries. That's what it comes down to.
0: Yeah, and I think you can you can say that. Well, you don't need Derek Henry right now. You're in week six of the season. You need to save him for the end of the year. Well, the Titans are in a battle right now. Uh, they have a two game lead in the division, which is a plus. That's great. But you're also fighting for the top dog in the in the AFC right now. And these next four yeah. games, which we're about to we're, we're going to talk about in a second. It's only going to get tougher. So, these are the games. This four-game stretch, after this is when you're going to kind of figure out what's, what's next with Derrick Henry, how much usage do yeah. you need from him these next four games. Because right now is when, kind of the, the beginning spot of the season where, all right, Derrick, you've done so much so far. This is where we need you, dude.
1: Yeah. Um, but, it, but at some point, it's also – there's going to be a game that comes down to an air show, and it's going to be facts. Tannehill's. And Tannehill's, that's okay, because
0: yeah. look you have on the outside.
1: And, and you know what else is okay? Derek can catch the ball now. So if you do need to use him, throw it to him. Screens, dump offs, whatever you need to do, you can get the ball in your playmaker's hand still because he's added that dimension to his game.
0: So to answer the whole question, is it somewhat of a concern? Sure. But at the same time, like you said, Chris, like what you said, he deserves it. Anything, if he wants those 35, 32, 35 of the game, give it to him. Yeah. Because he's most likely going to have 130 yards with that and a touchdown or two, and so it's 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 nuts. But this is the running back that we're witnessing, and he's he's once in a lifetime. And yeah, the king and does what the king does, dude.
1: I really hope people are soaking this in, man. Because like that, we are watching one of the most incredible performances in NFL history <laughs> by a player, and it's mm-hmm. it, and it's like. It doesn't go unnoticed, obviously. He he won offensive player of the year last year. Like the the NFL, his he was he was what fourth on, I think, on the top 100 players. Yeah. Like the the rest of the NFL notices it. I hope fans notice notice it as much too. Cause like this is we're really witnessing something special.
0: Agreed. Agreed. Um, all right, last thing about the Jacksonville game. Uh Caleb Farley was back. And I mean, we've all wanted to see this kid play since he got drafted, and we know that he has some injury history. But um, I think he's healthy. I think he's—I don't know if he's 100, percent but he's healthier than what he has been. Um, yeah. And you didn't see him until what the third, late in the third quarter, fourth quarter. When when,
1: when Christian Fulton got, Fulton hurt, got hurt is what, really when he got some playing time. Um, to be transparent, didn't get to watch a lot of the game. Uh, I was I was uh, flying from Chicago um, during all the Southwest turmoil. Uh, this past weekend, so um, with that said, I was listening to Mike Keith and those sort of things on and, and kind of following um uh, NFL um red zone. But it seemed like he did well, um, yep. when he had to step in for Fulton. Um, it it's going to be interesting when he is fully healthy and ready to go because that obviously that's a guy they want on the field. I mean, he's your first first round pick. Uh, and if he's going to play well, he needs to be out there. So what happens at that point is, is Janoris Jenkins moving to the slot? I'm sorry, Jack Rabbit. He, I, I give him his nickname back. I took it away from him a few weeks ago. Uh, he, he's playing well, uh, playing well again and, and really getting to be more of his old self. But um, what do you do there? Do you, do you play Farley and Fulton on the outside? We, Fulton's not built for the slot. Uh, I've said it a million times on this podcast um he's on the do? right
0: now to play outside
1: oh yeah yeah totally agree it'll be interesting whenever whenever that that comes up and how how brave his coach and staff handle it
0: well i just kind of think back to a year ago when we saw christian fulton as a rookie get some playing time very early and i know he didn't have an injury history like um farley did but it's still playing you're playing early and in a game like Jacksonville I think that was like kind of the perfect time to kind of throw them out there with the dogs and I, I again I tweeted this but dude we saw Shank on the field way too much and I get hookers out but there's no reason why Farley should not be playing over Shank. I don't care what package you're in um that's just my personal opinion yeah so um, I, I would like to see Farley play more and against bigger time receivers. And this is a week where they're playing the Buffalo Bills, where you have Emmanuel Sanders and Stephon Diggs on the outside to burn people and would love to see Farley run down the sideline with either one of those guys. Yeah. So I wonder where I,
1: Farley's speed ranks at. I mean, is it he has to be one of the fastest corners in the NFL, right?
0: I think so. I would say, I mean, top top 15 probably, easily. Yeah.
1: I feel like he could probably run with just about any wide receiver, even, so even the even the guys like Tyreek Hill. I think, I think he could so run too. with him.
0: He probably, um, to a certain extent, he'll he'll get beat, but the first yeah. first, first twenty run yards, with him, yeah, first, run with, first with him,
1: twenty yards. Um, no, it'll it'll be interesting. I I I hope we start seeing a lot more of him. Uh, and then I I want to see more of the rookies just in general. I mean, I want to see Molden more. Um. Hopefully, he dug his way out of the doghouse. Yeah. A little bit with that uh that helmet helmet on the football play that that he popped that ball out. Um, you know we we were talking about you might see Ray more soon and Monty Rice is hurt. That's a guy we're probably not going to see much of. And obviously, Rashad Weaver we lost for the season. So it'll be interesting.
0: Agreed. And speaking of interesting, good segue here, Chris. Uh, a former Titan is back and, uh, I was surprised, man, to be honest with you. When I saw that, I was like, I, whoa, um, Avery Williamson, former Titans yes. draft pick of 2014 is back. And I mean, honestly, it's a much, it's a good West signing, Tennessee boy,
1: West Tennessee boy. Like me, Shout out uh, always been a massive Avery Williamson fan. I mean, he's, he's a guy that I, I've fell in love with early on. He's a great personality, uh, great community leader. Um, he was a damn good football player um not not the fastest not the best coverage skills but he's a guy i think probably his last couple of years here led the led the team in tackles uh for the most part um i, knew, I had to look that stat up for sure but uh i know he, i know he led the team in tackles at least a couple of times um just just a guy that i, I think will be a, a valuable piece um uh, in, in that interior linebacker
0: I agree. And I think anything is better than Rashawn Evans at the moment. I know other people have, have just gone in on podcasts here recently with Rashawn Evans, but I don't have the energy to talk about him right now. No. Uh, and just the lack of production and, and what he's, he's been doing. So um, I thought it was pretty cool. And I wanted to pick your brain here, Chris, because I was on the way home tonight. and I was listening to Titans tonight with Mike Keith and Amy Wells and Keith Bullock. And so – Williamson was drafted in the 2014 draft class. Do you remember that draft class at all? I got I got two of the six correct.
1: Outside of eight. Tanky?
0: Okay, Let me, let's start from the first round. First round pick,
1: 2014. 2014. I don't know. Okay. 2014. You, who, who would that have been?
0: You just want to throw a stab at a guess at
1: all? That would have been the year before Marcus, right? Because Marcus was starting. It 2015. Yep. Man, I don't even know. I don't remember well, who that was. Lawan. Oh, okay. Oh, man.
0: So Lawan, yeah. you,
1: you had. Sankey. You don't think about him being that, like, before Mariota. Yeah, he was. That's weird. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you had Sankey, right? He was a second round
0: pick. I thought, yeah. I said, say, as soon as he was going through this, I said, Sankey was second round. I was like, wait a minute. Sankey was Marcus's class, but that was DGB. Yeah. Um, so thank you was right, you had that right. So they didn't have a third round pick that year. Who's the fourth round pick?
1: Hmm.
0: Daquan Jones. Four. Oh, okay.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. Fifth round, you will not guess this because I would have never guessed this. I I I somebody guessed, out of the league fairly yeah, quick. I, I guess Damian Stafford, and it was not him, it was more Queston Huff. Oh. remember him.
1: Yeah, safety. All right.
0: So um Avery was the sixth round fifth round pick. And fifth, yeah. <laughs> can you remember the sixth round pick this year? <laughs> no idea. So think about LaJuan. Think about the sixth round pick. They kind of go hand in hand.
1: LaJuan and the sixth round pick go hand in hand. You remember
0: back in 2014, these two went hand in hand together.
1: I don't know. Remind me. Met show. Oh fuck, Zach Mettenberger. Do oh,
0: remember shit. that? What a I've eliminated. Shit show that one. My
1: friend Libby would be very mad at me for saying this, but I have eliminated all history of Zach Mettenberger from my brain.
0: Oh my god, bro! And that was the year too that Wizenhunt wanted to wear white jerseys every fucking every game.
1: game.
0: Yeah. Oh, dude, it pissed me off. That they had like a Monday Night game against the Jets at home. They were white uh war white against another big time game at home Worldwide, like it was so annoying
1: I don't understand it um and now um Ben married to Ken Wisenhunt's daughter so yes
0: and he's actually a OC at a local high school here
1: yeah he's here in Nashville somewhere
0: yeah oh, I forget which one it is Father Ryan or something like that he's an OC at a local high school but yeah shut up Matt but yeah I wanted to pick your brain there and and see what you uh, remember about that. But, yeah, Avery Williams is back, so that's uh, – Man, I, that's cool.
1: That draft class was
0: Well, I mean, you got, da- you got Daquan and, and – uh, Yeah, Daquan and LaJuan. And obviously. LaJuan. And, and you had
1: – And Avery. I mean, Avery, Avery was obviously very productive for us for years. Yeah, but Bishop was a, a bust.
0: Yeah, it was awful. That was a bust. Um, So, I mentioned a minute ago, but this, some of these next four games real quick, um, the Buffalo Bills – and then you got the Chiefs at home. Those are two home games. And then you're on the road against the Colts. And then you're Sunday night football on the road in LA against the Rams. And then if you want to take it one more step further, Chris, you got the fifth game, the um, home game against the Saints. Talk about a challenge in the middle yeah. of your season.
1: Yeah. And I said it before the Seahawks game, but this isn't a team that goes out West and plays very well usually. Mm mm-hmm. I mean, just historically, the Titans haven't been good on the West Coast, so, um, and and the Rams. I mean, Matt Stafford is playing good football right now. Um, McVeigh is, is doing a really good job with that team. Um, the whole slate is just tough. Um, you know, the, the Chiefs are, are kind of up and down a little bit this year, their defense isn't playing great, but they I always think- have Pat Mahomes, they're gonna be in every game. Um, yeah, they're
0: not they're not good right now, man. Their defense is really bad. Yeah. And they're beat up. Um, Edwards, Edwards and will
1: probably be out the next two weeks, three weeks. So yeah. we'll see, most likely. Yeah. Um, but they have Pat Mahomes. Um they'll be in any game pretty I much. I think uh, if, if the
0: Titans find a way to to go two and two, I think that's a that's a positive if they can somehow go three and one holy shit that'd be amazing and and you're kind of sitting pretty in the eight and, and kind of the whole grand scheme of things in the fc um but if you you drop three it's not a good look especially but, if you lose you know, against
1: the colts you know no matter the circumstances the bills and and the chiefs are both teams available has shown he can beat mm-hmm. um he's done he's been on both multiple times and Um, obviously that Bill's game last year coming off of the COVID stuff and, and all those days without practice and all that, that was just a, uh, crazy situation. This, this time, obviously they're going to get practice. They're going to come into the game in in a normal situation. Um, but obviously the Titans are a team that are dealing with injuries galore. Um, we won't see an injury report until tomorrow. So, um as of y'all here in this podcast we haven't seen what the injury report's gonna look like this week but no. um it'll it'll be it'll be interesting we do know julio practice today um so it, it's a team that appears to be getting healthy um it's just a matter of of getting getting everybody healthy at the right time
0: they designate a hooker to return
1: thank goodness that was that. Still
0: nothing from the person that called themselves Darrington Evans. Not sure if he's a real person. <laughs> Don't believe he
1: is. Think he's fake. Um it, it is worth noting though that after today's moves with Avery Williamson and a couple other moves, um, Titans are at 51 on the active roster, I believe. Uh with two players designated return being Amani Hooker and Darrington Evans. So those those two could fill those those Last two spots, and, and maybe we maybe we have both of them back this week, that'd be nice. Would be huge. Jeremy McNichols
0: has played nice, especially on third downs. Um, has some pretty crucial third down conversions these last couple weeks. Um, but you just banged guy. up though, yeah. You dropped this guy in the third round for a reason. I would yeah. love to watch Evans play, and I feel like ever since, um, the last true backup running back has been Derrick Henry at, at behind DeMarco, yeah, like ever guess, since yeah. Derrick has been the starter. It has been a revolving door of of somebody's yeah. back there, uh, Dion Lewis or McNichols or I'll um, help me out here, Chris, um, Fluellen. i um, yeah. just I mean, there's been so many guys who have been back there that just haven't worked out, and so you would think, you would hope that was Evans this time, and it just hasn't been that way yet. So let's hope it just kind I don't see
1: hashtag, hashtag flu season on. Yeah, Twitter all the time and, anymore. And, uh, I think
0: uh, Flew was like the um aftermath of what McBride. Like he's just a fan favorite. Trey yeah. McBride. Remember
1: that? Yep. Yeah. Hell, I was a I was a Trey McBride guy. I was too. You were too. Yeah. I, I remember that.
0: McBride. I love McBride. Yeah. Don't know why, but I did. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about this week. Are the Bills the best team in the AFC right now?
1: Uh yes. Okay. Yeah. Best team in the NFL? Um, statistically, yes. Yeah, they're first, in I mean everything
0: on both sides of the ball. Yeah,
1: they're they're a phenomenal team right now. They've they've their roster construction is great. I mean, absolutely great across the board. Um, it's, it, I mean, Josh Allen is is who we thought we we is who we thought we he was. You know, yeah, it's yep. one of those things where he's he's just. Man, he's a damn good quarterback. Um, yeah, they've got it all, all rolling. They're they're training right now. I
0: think what's going to be key, um, Sunday or Monday, excuse me, um, is slowing down Josh Allen and putting pressure on him. If you remember last year when they played the Bills. Um, they had a turnover, I believe, on the first position of the game, second position of the game, with the Malcolm Butler interception. Um, I think they had three total turnovers against the Bills last year. It's going to be putting pressure on him, making him uncomfortable, because the Chiefs did none of that on Sunday Night Football. Um, they let they just draw back and coverage the entire time. So it's getting pressure on Allen, and Harold Landry has been very good at doing that this season. So – I um, mean, you know, a lot of out of Harold and hopefully Bud Dupree plays. Not certain he will, but uh, it's putting pressure on him. It's also uh, um, stopping the run on on the uh, – for, for Zach Moss and Devin, Devin Singletary. They made J- James Robinson look good again yeah. Sunday.
1: Yeah. Um, it's he kind, kind of has the Titans number, I feel like. I, mean, I he's agree. Play, he plays good football, man. Um, yeah, I mean, and this is the team that's played the run pretty well. Yeah. Um, it it was just I mean, he does something really well against this team. Um, so hopefully they get they get that back under control. Uh Josh Allen can run the ball too. Um this is this is not the first mobile quarterback that this team has faced this season. No. Uh pretty much all of them have been, so outside of of Wentz. Um but it's it's gonna be a tough battle.
0: They're averaging four and a half yards per carry, the Bills are. So um, got to yeah. shut that down and I think something else too is is an underrated storyline is Derrick Henry I know we just talked raved about him but uh, dude he hasn't played well against the Chiefs uh, here's some stats for you real quick he, in three games Henry has averaged 64 yards a game against the Bills he does have three touchdowns though but 64 yards a game uh, they've had his number uh-huh. so it's it's getting him going um, and uh, I think To talk about the defense, Um, I'm sorry, the Bills' offense. uh, The the Bills' defense, I apologize. Um, They are first in the league in turnover differential, plus 11. So it's not turning the ball over Sunday. And they did did that good this past week. Finally did not have a turnover, got
1: two. um, but um, That's a great segue into my bold prediction for the week. Yeah. You want to roll with them? Go for it. Titans go plus two in turnover differential. I like that a lot. I think, I man, I think this is a, this is a game where you're going to have to get turnovers to win it. Um, if you can, if you can build off what you did against the Jags and and has been much better about you know ball control and stuff in the pocket and and not not turning it over. Um, you've got to win that turnover differential to win this game.
0: Like I said, the Bills are practically first in every single metric right now across the board on offense and defense. They are second yeah. in the league in, in, in passing yards per game um, defensively, only allowing 173 yards per game. And then on the ground, they are only allowing 78 yards a game. Um, I'm going to say this is going to a game that Ryan Tannehill wins the offense. If the, if the Titans do win, it's going to be on Ryan Tannehill's shoulders. Um, so my bold prediction is that he has 300 yards passing.
1: Okay.
0: So that's me. Brett hit us up again. He's not with us tonight, but Brett hit us up and says, double dips. Yeah, dude. He that boy loves to double dip in this. <laughs> the Titans put up twenty five points, and Derek goes for one twenty five. It's
1: a tough call. Twenty five
0: plus points, and Derek goes for one twenty five
1: plus. That's two games worth of production for, yeah. against the Bills system. One hundred percent,
0: exactly. Yeah, the only allowing on twelve points a game. So, um, yeah, double-dipping. I'm going to go just with my one-take because I think that's hot enough. Yeah. The ball prediction, 300-plus. So,
1: yeah. Just to recap last week's bowl predictions, uh, you were close on yours. Titans win by 21 uh, 21 points. Um, Brett did not get his. He said offense goes for 400 yards and 30 points. Uh, I did get mine. Henry has 130 yards and two touchdowns. Obviously, he had three touchdowns. So
0: we—I mean, that's why they're bold. We don't usually hit them, but good job. Are you the yeah, first not, of the Season? I think I hit one already.
1: You've hit one. I've hit two. Well, nice. Y'all, y- y'all gave me one because of the fake—the fake Julio touchdown. That wasn't a touchdown. Wow, it's
0: okay, so you have you have an asterisk beside one.
1: I have an asterisk beside. You one. You got
0: an asterisk beside one. All right, well.
1: And Brett got half of one of his double dips one time.
0: (laughs) Well, Listen, it's going to be a fun
1: game. Are you going Monday night? Uh, Probably not, no. I'll be there.
0: I don't know if Brett's going. I'm not sure if he's working the game or not. Uh, But they're giving out pom-poms. I saw that, so that would be cool to see on TV. Uh, Titans are wearing all Navy, just a classic look on national television. Are the Manning brothers still doing the Manning cast? Is that still a thing?
1: Was that just a few uh, weeks? So, they didn't do I think they're only doing it at certain points of the season. They. I don't think they did it last week uh, or this past week, um, mm. but I don't know. I, I don't know if it's, like, something that's just going to be random throughout the season or, right. or what. I don't think
0: they ever got the uh, Ole Miss-Tennessee thing approved. I know people were pushing for that, Tennessee Ole Miss is this week, and I don't think they're uh, they're doing it, but that would have been fun to for, to watch. Yeah, but if it, the many casters this week, I would definitely want to record it, and go back and watch it to see what they say about the Titans. I'm sure Peyton will have a lot of jokes and talk about how he shit on the Titans for years and years and years.
1: So they're they're contracted for ten games, but I don't. Doesn't say which. Don't see a schedule. Oh, uh, Tennessee Titans versus Buffalo Bills. It appears they will be doing it.
0: Nice. Heck yeah! I have to record that. According
1: to this. So, we'll, we'll see. Not, that's not verified. Don't get your hopes up. But. That's cool.
0: All right. So, Monday Night Football in Nashville, first time since last year. And, uh, oops, yeah, last year. Right? Maybe not. They just played Thursday night against the uh,
1: Colts. Yeah. The, we haven't had a Monday Night Football game in a while. I few years. Understand.
0: It's been that long.
1: And what did you learn this week?
0: I'm wrong. I learned, Chris, that the Los Angeles Chargers are pretty damn good. Um, Justin Herbert is legit. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: I think – I mean, right now the Chargers are leading AFC West. Um, Herbert's averaging 315 yards a game. He's got 13 touchdowns and three interceptions, having a great year. Um,
1: Offense is over 440 I, yards a game. I learned something about the Chargers this week, too. Uh Mike Williams is justifying my draft belief in him. Uh, he was my huge draft crush that year. Um, yep. I mean, Austin, you know, I wanted him over Corey Davis. I wanted him over everybody. Um, and and that dude is just absolutely balling right now. Uh, I he had 100, 165 this past week, and he's having a great season. He yeah. really is. I
0: think if there was like a most improved, like the NBA does most improved, he would have that right now. Yeah. Having a hell of hell of a year, um, yeah. I'm with you. I remember after um, that college football playoff game that he was in at Clemson. I remember tweeting, "Dude, that's your next tight hard receiver." It's, it's, it's Mike yeah. Williams, and they end up going Corey Davis. But um, so you went Chargers too, nice. Um, yeah, I just think I think they're a really nice team at the moment. Brandon Saylor is doing a really good job with them. I did not expect him to do that well, um, but it's a it's a good roster. So how could you not do well with that roster? All together. Um, I saw a really funny stat and it said if you would have played the entire Chargers in fantasy football, quarterback all the way down, so Eckler, all, the, I mean, everybody, defense, kicker, everything, you would have scored 156 points last week.
1: <laughs> wow.
0: How crazy is that? That's nuts. I thought it was pretty funny. Uh Brett wanted to share his. Uh Joe Burrow is his. Despite the bad interceptions to start overtime, Joe has made some really nice improvements between year one and year two, and the Bengals look like he have a quarterback for the future, no doubt. Yeah, Joe's, Joe's – And they're
1: wide, the wide receiver of the future. Yeah, Jamar Char- Chase is balling,
0: balling right now. So – it's something that I have been thinking about for a long time, Chris, and I've yet to bring it up because we're still in a window of Ryan Tannehill, but I've thought about life after Tannehill and what does yeah. that look like.
1: Oh, yeah, I have too.
0: I don't, it's, it's, we don't need to talk about it. it. just It's something that I think in a year or two, it's something that we need to discuss, and I'm not ready for it yet because Tannehill years have been really, really fun and good for us. But yeah. I've thought about it. Like, did the Titans get lucky? Do they get a Herbert? Do they get a Kyler Murray? Do they get somebody like that?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, and we haven't seen J Rob draft a quarterback high yet. So we no. don't know. We don't, we don't know his. I will say he's
0: do. one, he's one for one with Tannehill. If you want to, I mean, yeah, tra- he, he's got an eye for, for somebody, right? That counts. But he's almost what a
1: deal. What a deal that was to get Tannehill. And that, that, was, that was, that was, that was classic Trader John. Um, yeah. but.
0: He's also yeah, whiffed I mean, on like the Luke Falk's and the Cole uh, McDonald's yeah. and things like that.
1: I mean, but like at that point, you're just kind of taking a swing swing for it. You know, I mean, that's I mean, what Tom, it comes Brady's down a, to.
0: Hey, man, Tom Brady was 199. Yeah. <laughs> I'm
1: just kidding. So was man. Luke Falk, right? Luke
0: Falk, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> that's
1: funny.
0: 100%. All right. So make sure before – actually, I'm, I'm going to pause there, Chris. Let's, let's edit that shit. Because we didn't even, I didn't even open the podcast with like the stuff I wanted to to talk about. Um, three, I'm gonna edit three, two, one. So we got our both predictions in. Monday Night Football in Nashville is gonna be a, a hell of a time, great environment. Uh, it gets a really good team, and the Titans start the first game of a really tough five game five game stretch. And so we'll see what they're made of. If this team's for real, the underdog mentality they keep they keep having. I think it's time to – I heard J, J. Mark Ramone talking about it, dude. Keep that – it's time to turn that underdog mentality into an alpha mentality. Quit thinking you're the underdog in every single game. Go out there and beat these teams that you're supposed to beat. If you think you're a top AFC team, beat the top AFC team too. I think they, they – the national media and everybody is looking at, like, the Browns and the Chargers are a better team than the Titans right now. Are they? The defensive for the Titans has not been up to par. But can you beat these top teams? We'll see. That's
1: what it comes down to. That's what it comes down okay. to. You got to play football. We'll see play who, who plays it better.
0: To win the game. All right, for Chris Carter, my name's Austin Nelson. For Brett Bachelor too, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks, for as always, for listening. Tighten up.
1: Tighten up.